Hello and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing a Q&A with Uni and Andreas, who if you have listened to any of our astrology and tarot episodes, you may already be familiar with. But this is an opportunity for us to go a little deeper and for y'all to learn more about these awesome co-hosts of mine. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. Okay, let's jump into this. Uni, Andreas, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to do this, actually. It's been a a good way to connect with you all. Yay. Okay, so I'm going to start with Uni. Three to five words just to describe yourself. Outgoing, vibrant, grounded, Mm -hmm. courageous and full of energy (laughs) isn't that the truth (laughs) okay andreas what about you all right i think i'd like to say imaginative witty i can be a little sensitive i can be accountable i think those are probably some of my top ones i love that all very accurate as well Hmm, especially the imaginative well thank you very much and (laughs) be accountable what a compliment so because our segment has to do with astrology and tarot, I'm going to ask you some questions that are specific to that. So would you please share with us what your sun sign, moon sign, and rising signs are? Uni, you can go first. I am Aquarius sun and moon with a Taurus rising. Lovely. And Andreas, what about you? I am an Aquarius sun with a Virgo moon and a Scorpio rising. Ooh, nice mix. Okay, how about... If you have a favorite tarot card of the moment, what is it? If you'd like to share, go ahead. My favorite tarot card has always been the tower. I just, uh, I enjoy how that energy sweeps you off your feet, just comes in and pulls the rug from right under you, and you can't help but look at everything from a new perspective because it's been forced upon you. That's like admirable to me. And if anybody listened to our first I think it was in our very first episode that we did together. Yeah. We talked about the tower. That was a card that you drew. Mm. And I expressed that that's the card that haunted me the most. And yeah. it's actually the reason I like set my tarot deck down for years because I got it again. And I was like, <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> not today. Like, this is not happening again. And of course, it was because all my shit was burning down and I didn't want to face it. And it, I wasn't ready for the medicine that that card presented me with. Mm. So for you to be evolved enough to love that card is fucking rad let's just say my life has been a series of towers <laughs> <laughs> poetry i love it okay andres do you have a current favorite card of the moment um well i think my favorite card of the deck is actually the wheel of fortune but Ooh. lately the one that's been really resonating the most has been the well in my deck it's the queen of rods but i do want to make sure that that everyone knows what the queen of rods also is the queen of wands so it depends on what deck you have it could be wands it could be rods there's a whole bunch of different words that folks use they sometimes they even switch out swords yeah for other things yeah i don't know sticks <laughs> i don't know i don't have a deck that switched out swords i may have just made that up the queen of rods or the queen of uh, wands and that's been a big one for me because it actually represents inspiration and i think inspiration has been something that's been on my mind a lot lately You know, how can I step into more of my creative side and remain inspired when things seem to get uninspiring and just kind of stepping into that ability to remain inspired for myself. Those two cards really work well together, because if you have 
wheel of fortune, everything being connected, mm-hmm. going together with all the inspiration. Like you have the down moments where you're not as inspired, but mm. then you have moments where you are inspired again. And isn't that just the wheel of fucking fortune? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great way of putting it into words for sure. Awesome. Moving along. What is a mantra that you are loving right now? Maybe you're living it. It's funny. When I wrote this, I typoed living, right? That happens all the time. I'm living (laughs) this. And then I thought, "Hmm, maybe I am. So I thought I would bring that up. Anything that's really resonating for you guys right now? I've been wanting to be a little bit more involved with mantras or even at least creating mantras for myself. And on a conversation that I had with one of my closest friends, uh, Rebecca, on the phone, we were talking about just the energies that are going around and we came up with this phrase and it was a casual entrance to a magical outcome Mm. and that stuck with me because i feel like every day can be as casual as just every day can be but to expand on the day itself and to view every day evenly as just as beautiful or just as much an opportunistic kind of a time, you can make it a more of a magical outcome based on how you show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's been a good one for me. Yeah, because sometimes things can seem a little stale when you think of it as just casual, but casual can actually be a great opportunity for you to create magic. So I love that. Wow. So I'm going to sit with that mm. for a while. What about for you, Uni? I think for mine, it would be I am adequate in every moment in every situation because i feel like a lot of times we feel inadequate whether it's having this like imposter syndrome when you're applying for a new job or like showing up in the world in some role that you aren't typically cast in i don't know if that feeling ever goes away but when you remind yourself that and kind of bring it back home it makes it easier to just move from that space without doubting yourself and being compassionate for yourself while you're in it it's on route to embolden you so that you can be more confident in how you show up in the world and i think that that resonates with me at least you are exactly where you're meant to be right now Mm. and who you are meant to be right now and you have the tools that you're meant to have and they are enough they are adequate yeah Mm -hmm. just like you are and what vibration are you putting into the universe when you step into a room having that be part of your core Mm. so beautiful love it This is why we share the shit because it's fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope it's inspiring for you guys listening. I'm so inspired already. We just started this podcast. (laughs) Mm. Okay. uh, This one is simple. Full moons or new moons? I'm a full moon kind of guy for sure. Um, All day. (laughs) Personally, for me, a full moon is a time of full illumination. It's a time where everything seems to be more revealed and more at your exposal. So therefore, with a full moon, once everything is fully illuminated and you're actually able to get a wider perspective or a bird's eye perspective on situations, it gives you this feeling of newness. You know, all the cards are out on the table. Now you can decide to move in whichever direction you want to move into because you're feeling that much more supported. So full moons to me are like a combination of a full moon and a new moon in one. So I love them. I love that. I do too. I actually, I wouldn't be able to really pick between the two. I mean, I, I, how could you not love a full moon? It just like draws your eye to it as soon as you step outside. But I think uh, at least one time in particular, me and Andreas were outside and I saw it was on the verge of the new moon. And just the tiniest sliver on the very bottom of the moon was showing. So it almost mm. looked like a, like an inverted um, crescent moon. Mm. And it was like one of the most beautiful things I had ever witnessed. Yeah. And uh, 
in that moment in time too i felt like at least for me it was an opportunity to start new to start afresh and i went ahead and i took that and uh i'm so glad that i did that is beautiful i do want to add that the uh the energy of a new moon like he's saying it feels a lot lighter it's it's a very light energy whereas full moons can feel a little heavier but it depends mm. you know i think i'm a pretty intense guy so of course the full moons don't scare me um but yeah i dig what you're saying i remember that exact moon you're talking about mm-hmm. yay i love that and new moons yeah they have magic too but there is just something about actually being able to see the moon itself in all its glory okay how about one habit that you're proud of forming meditation for sure i've been meditating constantly every single day for what three years now that's so crazy it's amazing that takes a lot of persistence and effort putting into being able to silence your mind and creating space for that as well because you don't just meditate for like 10 minutes 30 minutes usually preferably 45 is that sweet spot (laughs) (laughs) it's very admirable do the deep work Mm. Mm. that's good what about you andres do you have any habit that you recently or even not even so recently formed that you're proud of very similarly it's been my self-care routine it's been Mm. showing up for myself along those lines actually uni has been a great inspiration to me for that So I have been taking the time to meditate more, preferably on a daily basis, depending on my schedule. But if not, even just some yoga time or going for a run. But movement, trying to dedicate Mm -hmm. some form of spiritual, mental, physical exercise and keeping it consistent. That's great. Back to our segment being about astrology and tarot. Why did you guys want to come on the podcast with me and contribute to that? What? about astrology what about tarot do you connect with and then why it's kind of a two-part question for me because i was sitting with you when you were talking about (laughs) the conception of this from the get-go and i said that i would support you in whatever way i could and i'm really glad that we had this segment because it also offered me an opportunity for growth because this has opened up an invitation for me to take a deeper look at the cards like be more intentional about my use with them and uh you can always continue learning plus uh sharing the perspectives and hearing them from other people gives me a better understanding of myself others and the cards and uh, this is a great opportunity to reach wider audiences and at the end of the day i'm just here to support you lamb Oh, Carrie. <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you so much for being here and your supporting me helps me support you. This is it's so there's so much more to this. And I knew that when I was sitting on the couch with you going back, that was like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Us talking about this idea. It seemed like unreal, but I knew that I could make it real. But I also knew I needed help mm-hmm. and I knew it was bigger than me and I couldn't I couldn't make it what it needed to be by myself. And I don't think it would be anywhere near the same without you, Andreas. So mm. I'm curious as well, because the side note to that is that Andreas and I had we just met. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> we just met. And then I was like, why did you just do this podcast with me? I mean, that's a pretty crazy ask. Yeah, but it was perfect in its ironic way, because for myself, I had always had a 
little dream of my own to be able to do or work on a podcast kind of doing something similar to this so when you open the invitation it just it felt magical it felt like the mantra i just shared a casual entrance to a magical outcome mm. and i trusted in that i also trusted in the dynamics of the energy flow between the three of us i saw that there was a potential for there to be a good balance of information humor just good vibes the message and i love astrology astrology has helped me better understand myself and has also helped me to understand others and i've used astrology as a way to help myself feel connected in times during my life where i had felt so isolated i wanted to be able to share some of that knowledge with some people that might be intrigued by astrology or who actually don't care for it at all. And maybe I could just be able to share what I know and have it be that much more intriguing to people that have been turned off by it. So it was a great opportunity for me to be able to kind of share some love and light and healing on a topic that can be very sensitive sometimes. So it's a passion, a passion that I'm grateful I'm able to contribute to because you asking me was like one of the most magical things I've experienced this year. So. I didn't second guess that at all. I knew. I just was like, I'm going to just ask him. I, just, <laughs> the thought came into my mind and then it came straight out of my mouth, which is probably the most Sagittarius thing I've said all day. <laughs> but uh, there was no hesitation. But I was still surprised. I'm like, oh, my God, he actually said yes. You know, like because well, you had said no, but you said yes. I said, yeah. And so happy. I want to say that the reason why I said yes, too, was also because I saw something in you that was very inspiring to me. You know, not only were you discussing and talking about ideas, but you're a go-getter. Like, I see you set your intentions on something and you go for it. And the way that you go about doing that is something that I admire so much and feel even more proud of to have within my immediate circle of friends. So, you know, it's been it's been an honor, honestly, and a privilege to be able to do this project with you and to watch you grow over the few months that we've known each other. Oh my gosh. I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. Uh, you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> She's teary eyed. We're, we're getting too sappy over here. All right. All right. Um, let's switch it up. My heart. Give me a spicy My heart's question. been told. I'm going to have to change this episode or change the title of this podcast to Heart Full of It Aww. because that touched my heart. Mm. People are like, stop with the puns. <laughs> it's a punny podcast. What did you expect? You're puntastic. <laughs> Pun so hard, motherfuckers want to pod me. <laughs> <laughs> that shit puns. Okay, I'm done. I'm cutting myself off of caffeine. I haven't even had a cup of coffee since like eight this morning. It's like, I don't know. It's evening here. Y'all are all over the world listening. So, I mean, you it could really be, it could be tomorrow, honestly. Yeah. When you're listening to this. So, okay, let's jump back into the meat. I gave you guys both a list of words. Those are... From Danielle Laporte, who is a badass influencer, author, speaker. You can find her on Instagram. She's awesome. She did the desire map. And I love her methodology, which is to choose core desired feelings. And if things in your life or people in your life don't align with the feelings that you want to have for yourself, then you know where you need to make your edits. So the question I have for you guys is could you list, and it's similar to describing yourself but different, three to five words that resonate with you that you would say, at least right now, because things change, but for right now, that align with what your core desired feelings are. 
and then feel free to elaborate if you so desire. The first one that I would choose is empowered. That is a very important core desired feeling for me because I love for my friends and people near me to feel empowered. And that is something that I hope to receive in reciprocation as well. Because to feel empowered is, it goes beyond feeling supported. You know, it's being uplifted. And I think that that's a very important quality to have for me within my immediate circle of interactions. Another one I would say is kind of similar, but it is adaptable. And I think that that's an important one for me because just through my own life experiences, I've seen how much the more comfortable I've become with being uncomfortable the more resilient I have felt with being adaptable. So if that is something that I can feel my group of friends or my support system can also reflect for me, that allows me to feel very free with being able to be where I am in life at whatever point in life that may be. So adaptability births the opportunity to be fluid. And then if I had a third one, I think adventurous. To have an adventure in life helps to soften some of the the rough edges that we are sometimes looking to heal. And I love to be adventurous and very versatile in in that. I like to go from hiking to then a really deep conversation to sharing music. And just to have that adventurous spirit is very important, I think, for me so that I can feel like I'm in my element. And I like when people are open to becoming more adventurous if, say, they're not usually the type because that kind of ties into everything else that I just mentioned right before that. So those are my top three. Mm, I mm. love that. Okay, Uni, you're up. What uh, are your core desired feelings? Core desired feelings. I think connected is a major one for me because I like to feel connected to my group. I like to know what everyone is going through. I like to be able to check in and i think that's what i appreciate the most out of our friendship group because even if we're going through anything we're always there for each other and uh that deep connection is really the meat of life for me and i think um when you have that deep connection you feel valued you value everybody there and um that again kind of supports it and it, it feels like a blossoming is just going on and i really really enjoy that I also love it to be organic, organic in such a way that it flows, that it doesn't feel forced where it's effortless when you are together and um, cultured. I love Mm. um, the diversity. I love the variety in life. I like just seeing all the different aspects, all the flavors of all the people and the beliefs and just their way of going about doing things. I really enjoy that because we have a pretty diverse group of friends. And, it's uh, true. It's beautiful. And um, I think uh, overflowing would also be one just because we're overflowing with so many good feelings. And I love it. Yes. <laughs> and good food. Yes. Yeah. Got some good cooks around here. And some Hell good laughs. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm, I got a good mouth to eat it up. So. Yep. Thank you guys so much for sharing those. And maybe that will inspire some of our listeners to go Google Core Desired Feelings. You can find it online. It's really easy. There's so many lists. There's a bunch of different ones, too. So if some of them don't resonate with you. You might find another one. But just a little fun activity to do for yourself. little mini personal development for you on the go. Okay. <laughs> Next up, 
I like this question a lot. I think it's fun. Which astrological sign are you currently most fascinated by and why? So I'm not just saying this because it's my own sign. (laughs) (laughs) I like that that's how you preface this. But uh, Aquarius for sure because, (laughs) you know, I don't know if you ever come into contact with Aquarians. It's it's odd that it's like the one sign you don't really come across the most often. At least for me, you know, it's really rare that I meet other Aquarians because we're just so weird and in our own little worlds that I don't know. It's like you're, you usually have a, an Aquarian in the group, but as an Aquarian, it's rare that you bump into other ones. And if you do, you guys are just so much in your own little worlds that you don't really cross paths again perhaps they're quirky they're mysterious but they're also just very open at the same time hanging out with uni has been great because he's an aquarius and it's like i said it's just rare that i meet that many so i'm enjoying being able to be within that energy and kind of get a reflection of myself through that opportunity otherwise i'm usually just the only aquarian in the group which I'm okay with too, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to be a unicorn mm-hmm. every once in a while. <laughs> Speaking of unicorns, <laughs> unicorn, uh, what about you? Uh, and don't you say Aquarius. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I wasn't, but I mean, I thought about it for a second. But honestly, it's Sagittarius because uh, I've noticed that some of uh, the most valuable people in my life that i value their opinion the most highly are all sagittarius the sagittarius council exactly (laughs) (laughs) so whenever i have any ideas or just need some direction i know that they'll have an arrow to shoot (laughs) in that direction for me and i'll probably just look at it and then go (laughs) my own direction but at least i like to know where to go or like where not to go just get some sort of opinion because uh i feel like as an aquarius sometimes it's easy to be very indecisive Mm. Mm. entertaining so many things yeah the sagittarius energy is nope make a choice we're going that way i can see all the options they're all great also this one's the best Mm -hmm. so let's pull this back let's shoot it forward let's get moving yeah and i think uh as aquarius and sagittarius they're both hungry for truth Yes, they are. There's a lot of overlap between the two signs, (laughs) which is why it's hilarious to me. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. Two Aquarius is in a Sagittarius here. Yeah. I've also told myself, like, if there was any other sign that I could be in the Zodiac, I would probably want to be a Sagittarius, honestly, because there is a very uh, a good balance there with what we do reflect for each other. I think we value a lot of very similar things Mm. with adventurousness and knowledge and expansion and consideration. But, you know, Sag is very unique in its ability to stand tall within its own, its own center, you know, and, Wait, did you say centaur? Centaur. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I caught a pun there. Uh, Quoting the last episode, if you haven't heard it, check it out. (laughs) Probably coming up in the next episode, too, because this pun ain't going to die until Sagittarius season's (laughs) over. I'll wait 12 more months till I bring it back out of the closet. (laughs) So good. Okay, I promise to our listeners that I didn't put them up to that (laughs) because it looks like I did, but... I didn't. I just hit them with these questions out of thin air or fat air. I don't know. (laughs) I don't judge the air. All air is beautiful. Hashtag all air is beautiful. (laughs) All right. Moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to offend somebody. And I'm talking about fucking air. But 
Take a deep breath. If, if you're offended about mm. air, take a deep breath, okay? <laughs> I just took one for you. That was a breath, not a hit off of weed. It always sounds like I'm smoking weed when I take a breath into this mic, and I'm not. Ooh. I should be drinking a glass of wine, though. Am I right? It's a Friday night. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. Okay. So, how, and this kind of connects to something we've already covered. How do you use astrology? and or tarot in your daily life and do you have any daily practices or weekly or monthly and if you want to share about that have at as far as the tarot goes i have been wanting to get a little better at using it more consistently i do like to draw cards i might not necessarily do like a full spread for myself I'm very much willing to give someone else a full reading before I do my own, but I do like to incorporate it into my routines if I'm giving myself like a self-care day or if I need some insight, if I'm looking for a way to connect with myself. Because that's what I love about the tarot is that in you using the tarot, you're asking questions that the tarot allows the opportunity for you to answer with your own understanding. And as far as astrology goes, I love astrology. Astrology is a part of my everyday life. And even if I'm not consciously looking up what's going on in the stars, I feel very sensitive to energy. And whenever I do pick up on something, I'll just like wonder, huh, I wonder what's that all about? And I'll check and, you know, it, it reveals something that's very insightful. But I'm very much into nature. And so seasonal changes, times of the year, those all tie into astrology. And I just, I see astrology everywhere mm. i can totally relate to that it's so true and i also embarrassingly have been like you want to compare ids which totally <laughs> works and then people are like uh yeah sure you'd be surprised you can suggest almost anything to any i guess i'm just sagittarius i'm like i'll just suggest things to you <laughs> but i've done that before where i'm like oh my gosh do you want to see my id and like show them my id and then i'm like actually i just want to see your id so right I can just to see catch your birthday what your birthday is and then i can figure out what it is if i'm like really curious and i'm too embarrassed to ask which I'm usually not, but I've pulled that out before. I also like playing this game where uh, when I'm getting to know someone for the first time or meeting someone that's a friend of a friend, I will engage in a conversation with them and just kind of read the body language, read the energy, and kind of take a guess on my own of like what I think their sign is. And eventually throughout the night, I'll be like, hey, by the way, what's your birthday? And when they tell me, I'm like, I knew it. Or <laughs> every now and then I'm I'm off, you know, but it's usually by like one sign or something. I'm like, damn, that's very interesting. And I've built the ability to kind of pick up on energy because of that little game that I play with myself. And um, I'll ask. I remember Uni and I were on a Uber once and I was just like laughing at what this guy was talking about. And by the end of the ride, I was like, hey, by the way, when's your birthday? And he was like, February 1st. And I was like, what the hell? That's my birthday. <laughs> I actually wouldn't have guessed that one. But that guy was super funny. <laughs> I remember that. I love that. That's so good. What about you, Uni? What's, do you have a daily practice, monthly, weekly? What does it look like for you? As far as uh, tarot goes, yeah. um, it really, I just feel it out it's not every day that it talks to me i feel like it's more situational like sometimes i'll be having a really intense morning ritual and just feel compelled to just pull it out and at least for this next podcast uh, that's pretty much the way i drew the cards for it and that's the way i've been doing so i meditate on the energies for the month and uh i think of as many people as I can or the collective consciousness and I 
draw and focus from a heart slash soul centered space and let the messages kind of flow through me i found that generally people come to me for a reading and uh, i prefer it that way because i feel i'll feel it out if i don't feel like doing it i won't if i do let's have at it it's gonna be great as far as astrology to be honest, I knew nothing about it, really. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of intimidating coming onto the podcast with you two powerhouses over here. <laughs> but uh, the more time that I've been spending um, with it, the more I see how it all ties in. Especially during this podcast, I can really like pay attention to the dates and see like the upcoming like astrological events and how it's tying in. And then I'm able to listen to other people around me and step back and think oh wow this is actually on some level affecting everybody whether they're conscious of it or not and it's just been interesting to learn about the dynamics of all the signs together and how as one is coming in the other one's like coming out and the energies are kind of crossing over and they have opposites it's a really interesting stuff yeah there's more to it than people know or think mm -hmm. and that's that's so true about tarot too from what i've mm. discovered in my journey so far with tarot and there's so much more for me to learn there so i feel the same way that you do mm -hmm. when it comes to tarot people are like what's this card and i'm like duh like i just <laughs> blank out suddenly i'm not here anymore because i can't remember even the things that i have the cards that i am most familiar with sometimes i it's still the connection it takes time mm -hmm. and feels like the podcast is mm. the practice <laughs> yeah. for both of these things in it's a large outlet, way now in many yeah. ways it's the outlet to kind of fine-tune some of those skills and it's motivational and inspirational guidelines at least for the way that i feel it gives me a way to step outside of my own little world in my own head to kind of hold a space for what's coming up and what's going on and it's a good way to practice that beautiful moving along how about this question Tell me about a profound turning point in your life that you think provides more insight into who you are now, or perhaps it informs who you have become. For me, it was detachment and really experiencing what that meant on many levels. When I left home, I was very young, but when I left my hometown, New York City, I took a big chance. I took a huge risk in leaving and... I can go into the story, but it's the point is that the way that I left, <laughs> I had to detach from everything, from the identity that I had felt that I had, from the role that I felt that I had been playing, from belongings, whether it had been physical, from family, from friends. And so stepping into the unknown for me was my first actual experience in going with my intuition and trusting that I needed to do something as drastic as the way that I did it because what was to come was going to be opportunities where I would find my strength and my inner resiliency and it changed me I think leaving to go and live in Arizona which was the complete opposite of New York City is what brought me closer to nature it's what brought me closer to the person that I've become honestly I built myself on that chance and I'm grateful for it. I'm happy that I did that with, you know, the soul family that I had that took that step with me. And that you still have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I know that many of your friends are listening right now. Definitely. Shout out to all my soul family people. 
I love y'all. <laughs> Come visit us in Portland. Yep. <laughs> okay, Uni, what about you? Hmm. I mean, I feel like hitting rock bottom was a great thing for me. It was a catalyst into propelling me into the unknown, having to break free from the narrative that I held on so tightly, and then forcing me really to adapt a new one that kind of challenged everything that I knew to be true in that point, and then empowering me enough to really look at myself and doing the deep work. I don't think I would have ever started meditating, started like doing yoga taking on this uh, daily practice that now has become really the backbone of everything that I've built. And in that process, I discovered so much about myself. I learned the power of discernment, how mm. to know what's mine, what isn't, and um, also empower myself enough to be more accountable and in integrity with myself and my personal boundaries and like who and what I decide to invest my self into because my time is the most valuable resource I have and I want to make sure that I'm giving it to the people that matter most and that requires really knowledge of yourself too because you don't want to waste your time with the people that are not gonna help you grow or meet you in the middle really you want to meet in the middle find the people that are going to meet you there or that are already above you and that are going to help you level up and making time for the people who matter most is so important and in what you're talking about with meditation and your practice even doing yoga and having more of a spiritual practice that is you making time for the most important person in your life and that's you mm -hmm. and that's a big shift i've seen in you from knowing you before during after where we are now is that you make intentional time for yourself now without apology, without explanation, without feeling that you owe other people your time. You do treat it like a resource. Mm. And that's super inspiring for me. I think it's something I'm learning from you and I have been learning from you and appreciate that you just hold to that truth for yourself so strongly and so courageously. It, it, it takes courage to say this is my time and I'm taking some of it up for me it takes courage to do mm, that especially absolutely. when you have a lot of people in your life that you love and you want to give them that time and maybe they're all worthy of that time of course people that we love are worthy of our time mm -hmm. you we have to love ourselves yeah otherwise you're not going to be showing up at the capacity that you want to and that you need to in order to be consistent ah so good so good such a powerful question mm. yeah okay we're going to do some more fun questions. Less depth. <laughs> more fun. Okay, so do you have an animal that you identify with? And, of course, what is it? <laughs> and why? Mm. Or animals, if there's more than one. Totally open. I've really been connecting and feeling the snake energy. And it's, it's very like me to go for the underdog in this situation. And I like to shine light and bring beauty to things that have usually had a negative connotation to it or negative association to it. And for me, snake energy and or snake medicine has been very empowering. When I think of the snake, the snake is the one animal that constantly moves the closest to the ground. You think about the, the body of the snake and how it slithers its way on the earth. You know, it's it doesn't lift a foot. <laughs> it's literally grounded all the time. And 
very patient, very diligent, can stay put. And when it's time to strike, it does. And usually does not miss, has a target in mind or a goal or whatever. And I try to channel that energy. And um, it's adaptable too. Very adaptable. Because it's constantly shedding skin. Exactly. That's and that's what the I biggest think of part. For mm-hmm. you, is the adaptability. For me, the mm. snake, um, with the ability to shed its skin, well, just is a constant reminder that we are outgrowing ourselves even. And that there's so much beauty when it comes to letting go and shedding the layers of all those identities that we've held on to for so long. So for, yeah, snake, snake medicine right now is great. As for me, it used to be the raccoon, but as I've gotten older and wiser, I've stepped more into this bear energy. In fact, I have a small bear in my pocket right now. (laughs) And uh, not just any bear, but a female bear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Mama bear. Uh A mama bear. I feel like its medicine is very nurturing, protective, and strong. It's like she could be loving, but also fierce. And I embody those qualities and I try to keep those in mind when protecting my cubs, <laughs> my <laughs> soul family and the people that I care about. And um, bears like honey. And I feel like I bring <laughs> that sweetness in sometimes, mm. well, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I do bite. and uh, <laughs> Especially if someone tries to get that honey. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or the peanut butter. Or the peanut yeah, the butter. The honey is actually a giant jar of peanut butter. <laughs> you guys know me too well. And I think my second animal would be the shark because it's the animal that I'm most afraid of. Ooh. And uh, on one of my spiritual journeys that I embarked on, I saw myself in cold dark water and a shark come up to me and it was like coming at me and then I was the shark and I was like zooming out from its eye and I just realized that whenever I feel scared I need to tap into that shark energy because I am a shark so why would I be afraid of myself and shark is always moving and never stops swimming it's uh, it's after its goal and it's gonna get it it's holding its own in the water nobody's messing with the shark and uh, if you move from that space, I think Mama Bear moves from that space as well on land. Nothing's going to get in your way. Wonderful. Well, I know what to pull out if I need to scare you a shark. <laughs> <laughs> like, here is a shark. Yeah, or you can pull out some honey. Yeah, that's true. Bring out some peanut butter. I know how to get him preoccupied. I'd be like, yeah. here's a jar of peanut butter. Here's a spoon. Have fun. <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay. What is your personal definition of self-love? The ability to call myself out and to be accountable. I think for self-love to really take place in my heart, I have to be okay and, and get better at not being in denial and understanding that self-love means making it a priority to Be kind and compassionate to myself because I can very well be so compassionate to the world. But I've noticed over the years that when it comes down to myself, I can be very hard on myself. And I want that to be okay because I'm turning that into a more compassionate way of being accountable and understanding that sometimes it it takes for you to have to call yourself out on something, especially if you are sensitive when someone else does it. So it's a good practice. It's a good way to step into becoming more accountable and committed to being consistent with self-care, 
with self-nurturance and with self-compassion. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I feel like what I was going to say is on a similar note. And I think uh, it requires you to have like grace and accepting when you receive these kind of downloads, whether it's like through yourself or through some other reflection outside of you being having that graceful acceptance to receive what's coming through and actually having the compassion for yourself in order to be okay with sitting with it and then reaching for something better striving to be more in alignment and i think uh, as we are reaching for self-actualization this is something that becomes more natural and easier to do like i i don't get very resistant towards anything like that i i've learned to kind of quiet down and just sit with it for a little bit look at it because uh at the end of the day it's feedback that i'm getting on myself and uh, i hold my own space so that when this does happen i don't get triggered or pulled into it powerful all right what do you hope to offer our listeners by collaborating on this podcast slash it's kind of a two-part question if someone's listening to this podcast episode for the first time and they haven't heard any of the other episodes why should they go listen to our monthly astrology and tarot segment? What I would like to offer and also what I would hope that people could get, I guess, from listening to us is the ability to let go of preconceived ideas or associations to astrology and tarot and the conversations that we feel so passionate about. And I think that the way that I intend to go about it is with that in mind that there are and there can be a lot of negative associations to things that sometimes people are so passionate about and to allow that opportunity or to allow the space for there to be cognitive dissonance and if if you're not aware of that term it's it means when you are hearing or learning new information and you're able to recognize that it kind of triggers you on a deeper level where you might think to yourself like why is this bugging me or why is this on the forefront of my brain and it's because it's actually the introspective ability to question and wonder huh maybe i should open up to this a little bit more or maybe there's something there that i can uncover so yeah my work i think is to be able to bring a love and a light to a topic that can very easily be judged or misunderstood and you know i would just love that our listeners can feel free to allow themselves to experience the energy and the intention behind what it is that we're doing more than trying to understand it so much on a mental level. Mm. Mm. To feel it. Yeah, I like that. And I'd like piggyback off of that as well. And just because even for me, like I had mentioned earlier, the astrology, thats it was not my forte. In fact, I kind of felt like I was just being quiet most of the time. But it's because I'm listening and integrating it and i feel it's an invitation for the listeners to also receive something from it whether it it really resonates or you don't it's just just listening and maybe there's something to learn i feel like these are all very broad wide topics and they can like really apply to so many different situations and things in life so if it resonates cool if it doesn't well there's other episodes that maybe we'll have more insightful more personally resonating topics yeah curiosity i think is a beautiful thing and so 
that's kind of the word that comes to mind is curiosity. I would like to be able to offer the ability for others to feel curious. And like Uni was just saying, you know, I kind of like to visualize this thing when I'm absorbing new knowledge. I like to take the color out of everything and paint my own picture with it. I'm very open to hearing and to learning new things, but I don't very easily just take on new information as an identity if it doesn't resonate with my heart. And so I like to remain curious. I like to kind of put pieces of different puzzles together into a new masterpiece. And I invite people to remain curious in life and also do do something similar in their own way. Mm-hmm. Take what works, leave what doesn't. Yeah, exactly. With no judgment. <laughs> okay, we are winding down towards the end of this episode. So I'm going to hit you guys with a couple rapid fire this or that <laughs> questions. Are you ready? Just do it. All right, LaCroix or White Claw? LaCroix. White Claw. (laughs) I mean, but is that fair, though? One's an alcoholic beverage and the other one is it. I know, right? (laughs) I didn't say it was going to be fair. Well, I mean, if we had bubbly in there, it would have been bubbly for sure. Hands down. Mango flavor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The mango bubbly is good. The peach. Peach, peach, peach. Okay, this podcast is not sponsored by bubbly, but (laughs) (laughs) bubbly, if y'all are listening... Hit us we, up. Yeah, bubbling. we need a, <laughs> Every day we're bubbling. We need a sponsor, okay? <laughs> we try to make some money. No, not really. Um, okay. Water or fire? Ooh, fire. Water. Mm. All right. Beaches or mountains? Mountains. Beaches. <laughs> Sagittarius or Aquarius? I mean, <laughs> that was a setup. I'm yeah. just messing with y'all. That was a setup. Let's, that let's was a setup. Real. That was actually it's a like, setup. Uh, Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, she made me say it. Okay, this is the last question, and our listeners are probably so have no idea what it could possibly be. Drum roll, what? please. Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> What are you so full of today? I am so full of laughter. Laughter has been a beautiful medicine to have today, especially here with you too. So thank you for that. I am so full of calm because I had a very nice day today. I got a lot of stuff cleared up and uh, I just feel good and confident where I'm at right now. Lovely. Thank you. It's only fair that we ask you, though. What are you so full of today, our beautiful host? Yeah. Hmm. I am, the word for me lately is acceptance. I'm Mm. so full of acceptance. I'm in a place of accepting everything that I, all the cards I've been dealt. And, And in acceptance, it's also acknowledgement of where I am. Even if I'm like, I accept this and I'm like, but I still don't like it, you know? I can still go, well, I accept it because that makes this easier. And now I know what I need to change. So acceptance has been a really powerful thing for me recently. So I would say that I'm so full of acceptance or I'm practicing being so full of acceptance because you put me in traffic. I don't know how accepting I get, you know, (laughs) like sometimes these things change, but Mm. I'm practicing acceptance and I like to think that I am embodying the fulfillment of acceptance and i offer that to our listeners beautiful love it to join me join me hashtag acceptance cult just kidding it's not (laughs) it's not a cult (laughs) i mean we would it would be pretty successful though let's be real okay i'm just kidding 
that was it. Thank you guys so much Thank for you. doing Thank this you. episode. I'm really excited for our listeners to get to know you guys a little bit more. Thank you guys so much for contributing to this and making this what it is. And thank you listeners for giving us a purpose in delivering everything that we're bringing to you. And there's going to be so much more to come. So thank, thank you a you, lot. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to go follow Uni and Andreas on Instagram. They have a brand new Instagram account. It is at Aquarian Age, which is spelled A-Q-U-A-R-E-O-N-A-G-E. Go check them out. Give them a follow. Show them some love. And you can stay up to date with everything that they're up to. They're doing so many cool things. And I wouldn't want you guys to miss out on it. So go give them some love and Let's stay in touch. Hope you guys have an awesome day. Keep it soulful. Mm -hmm.